ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. Oh my goddess, do I have a show for you today. Because I am just back from Burning Man. Now, I don't know if you know what Burning Man is, but imagine a place where you can 100% be your total, complete, authentic, even at the edge of your boundary self. Imagine a place where you are completely accepted and not only accepted, but loved and celebrated for who you actually are. A place where everybody hugs you hello, if you desire it. (laughs) A place where people are wearing whatever sort of crazy outfits they don't feel comfortable wearing in the quote unquote real world. Or people are walking around in nudity because that's what feels good for them in their hearts or their souls. Imagine a place where you could be your creative free spirit. I am just back from a week in this environment. And my friends, I am completely a new woman. I feel like I completely rose as the goddess and I want to share with you my experience of being there. I want to share with you this idea and what we know from psychology around your actual self versus your ideal self. I want to share with you moments that I had of rising into my true ideal self because that is my actual self so that you may be inspired to do the same. So we have quite a show for you today. I am so excited that you are here. But first, of course, I want to share the review of the week and give you some amazing Purpose Girl news. So last week, our recent episode on loving our bodies hit number seven in mental health in Mexico. Gracias, 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 my friends in Mexico and all of you who are really sharing the word around the Purpose Girl podcast to your friends, to your mothers, to your daughters, to everyone so that they can love their bodies. Thank you for making us number seven in mental health in Mexico. And also the podcast as a whole hit number nine in mental health in Macau and number 10 in mental health in Guyana. I am so grateful. So to all of you ladies throughout the world who are listening who are leaving your five-star review, who are sharing the Purpose Girl podcast with your friends, with your cousins, with your colleagues, you're taking it into work, you're turning this into a quote-unquote book club because you want every woman to join this movement of being her most powerful, purposeful, pleasurable, turned on, totally herself life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, next, I want to read the review of the week because it is your five-star reviews that are allowing more and more women throughout the world to find this podcast. And that is how we change the world one woman at a time. So this five-star review comes from Albrecki. I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly in the United States. She says, thank you with a huge purple heart. She says, I discovered this podcast after researching positive psychology as a potential career path and wanted to hear a podcast about purpose and found this. 
I'm so happy I did because I feel like I can relate to your stories and to how you felt more than I've related to anyone else. Oh, that makes me so happy. It makes me feel so good. I especially resonated with the turning pain into purpose episode and started bawling while listening and I don't cry easily. Karen, you are amazing and I am so happy you are sharing your wisdom with us all. After living through a whole lot of trauma, I can't thank you enough for sharing your beautifully told traumatic stories. I look up to you so much. Oh, and I'm so excited to keep listening and learning. Oh, my goddess. I am just sending you so much love. I am placing my hand on your heart. I'm literally placing my hand on my own heart for you right now because you know that I know what it feels like to live with and through a lot of trauma. And you are so brave for taking charge of your life and deciding that you are going to be the creator of your life by listening to this podcast, by researching positive psychology, by looking at how you can expand and grow and you can turn your pain into purpose. And so thank you for sharing this review so that other women who are experiencing what you do and what you have so that they can also find this podcast and know that it will help them. Thank you for sharing this feedback with me. It helps me so much because your feedback is what keeps me going to keep doing what I do. It means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are listening to this and you have not left your five-star review, and I know there are a lot of you out there because I know how many subscribers we have and I know how many reviews we have. Please, please, please pause the Purpose Girl podcast for just two minutes, 120 seconds. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, leave your five-star review there, one sentence about how the Purpose Girl podcast impacts you. And I know you probably feel like I'll do it later. I totally want to do this. I need a minute to think about what I want to say. In those circumstances, I find that we never actually go back. I know I don't usually go back. So just pause it right now, head on over there, leave your one sentence review. One sentence is better than nothing and, and is so impactful because your one sentence could be exactly what another woman somewhere in the world needs to hear in order to know that this is the movement, this is the community for her. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, let's talk about creative expression. So first, I want to set the stage for this week at Burning Man. So first, let me share that I hadn't had a desire to go to Burning Man before. Friends would share that they had been, and I would see these incredible pictures of them in their full expression, maybe wearing huge hats that were like three feet tall or wearing a bodysuit that was like a cat or wearing whiskers or, or some sort of free expression. And I would see these pictures of huge art sculptures that were so beautiful. And I would also hear that you had to camp, which I am not into camping. <laughs> and you got, you had to live through dust storms and had to bring all your own water and food and use porta potties, right? No flushing toilets, no flushing water because you're in the desert for a week. And I would say that when I saw my friend's pictures of Burning Man or when they would talk about it, I felt this ignition like a spark in my heart, like, oh, I want that. I want to express myself that way. Oh, I would love the experience of seeing how it would feel to be naked for a day and to love my body through that and to see I can be safe in that. Oh, I would love the experience of wearing a hat that is bling and glitter and sequins and a foot tall. I would love that. There was like an, an ignition in my heart. And then some other part of me, like the downer part of me, would be like, that's too hard. 
it's expensive. Who do you think you are? That's a place for freaks or would be scared because I had heard that people do that. Some people, not all people do drugs there. Or I had heard that some people get naked there. And then this, so this other part of me would dampen the ignition. And this other part of me that would dampen the ignition is the part that lives in all of us that wants to keep us safe. That is your reptilian brain. We've talked about your brain structure before on the Purpose Girl podcast. That is your reptilian brain trying to keep you safe, right? Because if you have heard in your life, like one of my coaching clients was like very into unicorns and butterflies and rainbows and loved to dance and loved to be very expressive. And she would do it in her driveway at home growing up as a kid. And neighbors would look at her funny or so she felt when they walked by. And then at some point, her father said to her, like, enough, come in and study. Like, stop, you're, being, you're too much or tone it down. And so she learned to be small. She learned to be small. And that spreading her wings as a butterfly was stupid. I have another coaching client who was so creative when she was a little girl. She was constantly making art, constantly into being creative, right? And then her father came to her and was like, okay, now you're getting older and now it is time to be studious. Now it is time to be serious. No more of this art. And she wasn't allowed to take those electives when she was in school. Everything became about math and about science and history. And not that there's anything wrong with those topics, but they didn't light her up. So that by the time she and I started working together, she had completely lost her color. She was like gray. And she said she had been depressed for years, despite the fact that she actually worked in medicine. She was depressed. And so I started working with her, pulling out her true self, her authentic self, who she was as a child, not from the blame perspective of blaming her parents or blaming her father, but from the perspective of, ooh, show me your ideal self. Show me who you actually were. And often the little girls or boys that we were give us that information. Tell me about how you used to dance. Tell me about the glitter inside of you. Show me, show up to a coaching session, all blinged out in some sort of rainbow outfit. I welcome you here. And in doing so, she had to then shed. It was a huge shedding of the conditioning, right? Because her reptilian brain was like, I can't show up that way in the world. I will be rejected. I can't show up in the world with, you know, blinged out and cartwheels and dancing. It's not quote unquote right. And my friends, at our base core, we all just want to be loved. We know in psychology, we know from psychological research that we are wired as social creatures, as social animals, that thousands of years ago, the only way for humans to survive in a world where there were predators that were bigger than us, like saber-toothed tigers, in a world where there was famine, in a world where people didn't know where the next meal was coming from, in a world where people didn't know if berries were safe or not, that the only way to survive was in group. Your tribe needed to protect you, needed to want to protect you and your young. And so we are biologically wired to want to fit in. We are biologically wired to want to belong because as long as we belong, as long as we fit in, we're loved and we're protected and then we're safe. And that is why we go into 
fifth grade, grade five, grade six, grade seven, whatever it might have been for you, that's around where it was for me, dropping what made us unique, dropping what made us fun and different too much, dropping what topics we were maybe really into, like maybe you were totally into math when you were in third grade or grade four or five, whatever it was, and then all of a sudden your friends thought math wasn't cool anymore. Or all of a sudden the boys didn't like girls who did math. And so you tampered it down. You became small because your base brain, we call it your reptilian brain. It's the part of your brain that is all about survival, fight and flight. It's the part of your brain that is trying so hard to keep you alive. That part of your brain shuts down your uniqueness in order for you to fit in and be loved and be accepted. Makes perfect sense. And I say, thank you, reptilian brain. Thank you for keeping me safe. And I don't need you in the same way anymore. We give our reptilian brain a new job. I need you, reptilian brain, to be on the lookout if someone is chasing me down an alley. I need you to be on the lookout and help me with my intuition of which people are worthy of my trust and my love and which people are kind of out just to hurt me. I need you to support me and actually be the supporter, right? Our reptilian brain can shift rather than keeping us back from our biggest self. Our reptilian brain can have the new job where we say to reptilian brain, hey, it's I'm going to be my biggest self. And I'm going to find the people who love and adore and celebrate my biggest, most authentic, most glorious three-foot blingy hat, rainbow, naked wearing self, whatever that is for you, right? Your own version. I'm going to find the people who celebrate that. And then reptilian brain, what I want you to do is I actually want you now to protect me from the people who don't love her. The people who want to keep me small, the people who say I'm too much, the people who can't take my emotions the people who want to keep me in a box, your new job is not to have me fit in with those people, but to protect me from those people. Do you see that shift? So going to Burning Man, I I hadn't, I I was originally feeling that, oh, I would love to be as free as those women seem when I look at their pictures. Oh, I would love this idea of being around art and creative expression and nudity. Honestly, I love the human body. I think Human bodies are beautiful in all forms. In fact, I think everyone is more beautiful naked. Everyone. Ooh, I would love that. And my reptilian brain had told me in the past, who do you think you are? That's not for you. You don't even like camping. You don't like porta potties. No. But I'll tell you what happened. As you all know, Josh and I have been on a fertility journey for years. And we have bravely, beautifully, been working with a doctor to utilize a donor egg, right? Because I'm going to be 45 next week. Happy birthday to me. I'm so to utilize a donor egg, a woman who's 26 and her eggs are younger and more (laughs) vital, I guess, than mine have been to have a baby. And I thought it would be an easy process. She's 26. Her eggs have produced eight babies. And I thought it would be easy, right? Expensive, very expensive. But I thought we would end up with a few embryos, match her eggs with Josh's sperm. We end up with a few embryos. We implant. We can have a couple of kids. Whatever embryos are left over, I can donate. Like that was my dream. That was what I thought. And as the goddess would have it, the process has not been even close to that easy. Friends, I have come up with 
up against one battle after another. First of all, despite having 20 frozen eggs, we ended up with one healthy, viable embryo. And I know it only takes one. And that my heart was breaking because statistically there should have been more. The doctor was even confused about what happened. He helped us out in, we started with 10. We, he helped us out in figuring out how we could do another 10. And, and still we ended up with one. And my heart was broken. And then even with the one, when I finally was like, okay, great, we've got one. This one is going to work. My uterine lining wasn't growing. Like it just seemed like there are all these kind of stops. And I was at a low, just to be 100% honest with you guys, because I like being honest. That even though I'm living my purpose, even though I am here on this earth to inspire you to be your biggest, boldest, most goddessy, glorious self, there still are going to be bumps in the road because this is life. And the key is to not allow those bumps to take us down into full-on depression, to take us down into giving up on life, but rather to use those bumps as our growth experiences, as our moment to embrace. We can only live our light if we also are willing to embrace the darkness. The extent to which you can live your biggest, fullest, brightest, most gorgeous, juicy self is the extent to which you are willing to acknowledge and embrace the darkness. That if you are not willing to acknowledge the darkness and you just want to kind of pie in the sky over it, you won't be able to have your full light. And so it was when we were reaching so many challenges that I wanted to just say, F you to the world. That's it. (laughs) I'm done with everything. And instead said, how can I grow? After a lot of crying, after temper tantrums, after doing all my anger and grief techniques, which you can find on other episodes of the Purpose Girl podcast, and then what am I going to do? And I knew I needed something. I needed something that would shake me up in the best possible way, hold me in the best possible way, and, and something. And so suddenly I remembered those pictures of my friends who had been to Burning Man and how free and expressive. And I said, That's it. I'm going to Burning Man. Now, keep in mind, Burning Man was completely 100% sold out. This was just a few weeks before it started. And I didn't let it being, quote unquote, sold out stop me. Okay, my friends, do not let something logistically like being sold out stop you. No, when you have a desire, you absolutely can seduce it, can womanifest it into happening. Now, it doesn't mean you just sit there and you dream about it. You also have to take inspired action. So I put out the call to many Facebook groups that I was a part of and on my own personal Facebook group. And I stated that I have been in a fertility pain and I know that what I need is to go to Burning Man because what I want to show my future child, however he or she comes to me, is that I am the kind of woman who rises up, that I am the kind of mother who stands for my own greatness. I am the kind of mother who allows full self-expression. I'm the kind of mother who will not only give the words to a child, do what you love, follow your heart, follow your dreams, live a full, juicy life, but I am the kind of mother who does it. And I need a ticket. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it makes me cry just thinking about it. I put this call out. I was brave. And the responses started flooding. I will call this person. Maybe they have tickets. I will call that person. People started trying to help me. And then the next thing you know, and let me tell you what I had desired. I said to Josh and I said to to friends of mine, 
What I desire is an RV because I do not like camping, my friends. Me in a tent, don't like it. I would have done it, but don't like it. <laughs> I desired an RV because it also has electricity <laughs> and uh, air conditioning a couple hours a day. I desire an RV of women, really inspired, turned on, real women who go to the depth of the dark and the light, who are so fully alive. And I desire a spot just to be in one of these RV, an RV with these women and for me just to slide right in. And let me tell you, my friends, that is exactly what happened. I have been in a women's group for the last couple of years. So there was an RV of women who had done this group. I've never met them because there are thousands of us around the world. And a woman dropped out last second. And they were looking for a spot to fill. And because I had been brave and posted my desires on the Facebook groups, multiple people told the woman running this RV about me. Multiple people. And I slid right in. They brought the RV from L.A. to the desert in Nevada where Burning Man is. They got all the water and all the food from Walmart. They had a bed for me. I could just slide right in and just pay for my ticket. It was a beautiful thing. And let me tell you, these women celebrated. They not only helped me to awaken a part of me, my ideal self. It's like I've known that I have this sexual turned on goddess in me, this broad wings spread out, fully living life, fully elevating, fully into growth, fully embracing all aspects of life. I've known that she's in there. And being around these women, they celebrated her. They celebrated me and they lived that way. You know, it's been said that we are the product of the five people we spend the most time with. And so having spent a week with these women where they are living in their juiciness, they are living in their aliveness, they're each living their purpose. One is a singer and photographer and expanding her wings and two of them as sex and intimacy coaches and one of them as a mom of three who has made the bold, brave step in the last two years to honor herself and take care of her own desires and be on an exploration of self while also being a kick-ass, badass, amazing mom. Like these were my women. And so when you put the desire into the universe, the desire of your ideal self, not the watered down, tampered down reptilian brain self, but the desire of the true self, and you are so steadfast in this desire and you have a purpose for it. Not from fear, like, oh, will I, will I, will No, you have a purpose for it. My purpose was to be the elevated mother that I am born to be. My purpose is to so fully be myself and for me to role model that to all of you who listen to the Purpose Girl podcast, all of my coaching clients, so that I can teach you how to do the same thing and also to my future children. And the desire was answered. And then just when I thought it couldn't get any better, my friends, People had known that I had also wanted Josh to go. We had looked for a second ticket for him. And literally six days before Burning Man, six days before Burning Man started, one of the goddesses who read my Facebook post emailed me and said, my boyfriend has an extra ticket for him. What? Are you kidding with me, universe? Incredible. So this miracle happened this miracle. And the miracle could only happen because I listened to my desire. I was brave enough to put it out into the universe and take a stand for it. And then he ended up with the ticket, not in my RV, not in my camp, but he was there. And we had this beautiful experience. We're on the plane ride there. 
We wrote out our intentions separately, and then we shared them with each other. So that when we were on site, we did this beautiful dance of our intentions that had to do with our relationship. We spent time together. And then our intentions of how we each wanted to grow individually, we spent time separately. And my friends in the RV said to me that that was so inspiring to them. They've never seen people do that. I am going to take a quick sponsorship break. And when I get back, I'm going to share with you those intentions, how they came to be, and what psychology says about you living your free, full, creative expression. First, a word from our sponsor. My friends, you probably know that you should be taking vitamins to help supplement your diet. There are so many options. How do you know which one you need and what you're already getting enough of? And that's why you need Ritual. You have heard me talk about Ritual vitamins. I'm obsessed with them because they are the obsessively researched multivitamin designed for women by women. It contains nine nutrients that are difficult to get every day, and you get them in this one amazing multivitamin. Ritual is transparent. It's traceable. I can see what I'm actually taking, and they taste great. Lemon is the prenatal. Mint is the regular ones. I'm telling you, I used to take Ritual because I was endorsed by them for the podcast, and then I became a paying customer. I love it. It tastes good. I feel good. I feel completely different. Try Ritual Vitamins today because you are getting an exclusive offer. Purpose Girl Podcast listeners are getting 10% off for the first three months. That's amazing. 10% off for the first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off first three months. Ritual.com forward slash Purpose Girl. You will love these vitamins and we will be taking them together toward our best life. So let's get back to Burning Man. So let me explain what Burning Man is, okay? It is the desert in the middle of Nevada. Desert, no plants, no water, no electricity. And for one week, 80,000 people come into this desert, create a city, right? You have an actual address. There's a design of it. We create an actual city and within camps, and there is no money exchanged. So you have an address where your tent goes or your RV goes, and you bring your own water. You bring your own food. One of the principles is self-reliance, radically relying on your own self. Another principle is no trace. The idea that we come into the desert, the desert opens her arms to us, allows us to live there for the week. And then when we leave, we take everything with us, including all of our garbage, Right. So it's not just throw your garbage and then you don't know where it goes because you put it out to the street for someone else to take it or you dump it into a restaurant somewhere. No, you take out your garbage. You we actually the last day spent time holding hands and taking step by step by step through our camp to ensure that we picked up every sequence, every feather, every hair, every bit of potential garbage so that we left the desert exactly as we found her pure and beautiful. Another principle of Burning Man is no money is exchanged. Everything is gifting. And so a beauty is each person brings gifts. So I brought some beaded necklaces. I brought the Purpose Girl mantra cards. If you haven't seen them, by the way, go to PurposeGirl.com and you can, you can get a deck. I brought Purpose Girl mantra cards. And I went to a workshop, right? So one of the things that people gift are workshops. And I went to a workshop on authenticity and vulnerability. And 
the workshop leader throughout the workshop had us get into pairs and share deeper and deeper aspects of us. She would ask us questions that are kind of scary to answer about our fears or about our desires, about who we are. And we would share with these total strangers vulnerably. And it was beautiful. And the last woman that I was paired with, she was probably five foot ten, tall, lean, long blonde hair, beautiful goddess of a woman, probably around 26 or 27 years old. And the last exercise was to look into each other's eyes. And as soon as I started looking into her eyes, she started crying. And she said, oh my God, don't make me cry. And I just looked into her eyes. And what I kept repeating to myself is, I love you. I love you. I love you as you are. And the tears are just streaming. She couldn't hear anything I was saying. And she said she had this profound shift from just me gifting, looking at her with love. And we shared this huge hug and I held her and held her. And she said to me when we, when it was time to speak, she said, you're reminding me of my mother. And I hugged her so deeply. I told her how many of my clients say to me that they feel like I am the mother that they didn't have. They maybe had a wonderful mother, but not fully unconditionally loving and accepting who they are. It's part of my gift, part of what I love giving all of you. So any of you who come to my retreats, any of you who work with me as a client, a coaching client, who are in my groups, I love holding you and seeing you and loving you so that you come to really love yourself. And so I'm loving this woman and I dig my hand into my fanny pack and I pull out a mantra card and it happened to be a mantra card about loving yourself. And then she shared with me her dreams that she's been wanting to live her purpose. This was out of nowhere. She didn't know that I am the purpose girl, that I have a podcast called Purpose Girl. She just started sharing her desire to live her purpose. So I reached my hand in and pulled out the mantra card about living your purpose and living your dreams. And she's bawling now. And we had the most beautiful hug. And I may never see her again in my life. And that doesn't matter. In this gifting economy, she allowed me To hold her, she allowed me, she gave me the gift of letting me gift to her. So the gifting, right, this beautiful exchange, it can be everything from a camp that gifts, like one day my girlfriends and I at night, we were like 1030, we had been dancing, we were walking home, and a woman said, do you want dumplings? We're like, oh yeah, we want dumplings, right? (laughs) And so she pulls us into this large tent, and her camp, because you, when you go, you, you camp in, in a, a tent for two or three or an RV. And then together you make up a camp, a larger camp. And that larger camp of 40, 50, 200 people gift something collectively. And so this camp was gifting dumplings. So they brought us into like this large tent that they had set up tables with cushions on the floors. And then they filled our cups with tea and they brought out vegetable dumplings and chicken dumplings. And then they had these cards on the table, conversation cards on the table where each one of us read a question like, do you want children? Which, of course, led me to share my whole story and go deep with these people. And they just gifted us these dumplings and this beautiful experience of restaurant and time. Another time, Josh and I were biking down one of the streets and we saw all this jewelry. You know, the sign looked like the Tiffany store, the Tiffany jewelry store sign, but it was Epiphany. And there was all this jewelry. And we walked in 
And you could just take any of the jewelry that you wanted. It was amazing. And I'd been saying to Josh, oh, I left my hoops at home. I want gold hoops. And what do you know? There was a pair of gold hoops. And um, we said, are you sure we don't have to pay for this? And the gentleman running the store said, we have a special today. It's 100% off, right? And then across the street from Epiphany, from the jewelry store, someone caught our eye and started singing happy birthday to me and Josh. And I thought, oh, do they know that my birthday is next week? But no, they called us over and brought us into their camp, put birthday hats on us and started singing happy birthday to the two of us and gave us birthday cake. And they were doing that with each person that biked by, inviting us all into one big birthday party where we had birthday cake. Other camps gifted us with dancing. They would have huge DJ light beams set up, like parties set up, and we would dance and dance and dance and dance. One of my favorite camps gifted these incredible workshops. The first principle of Burning Man is radical inclusion. Radical inclusion. And the organization says this, Anyone may be part of Burning Man. We welcome and respect the stranger. No prerequisites exist for participation in our community. Radical inclusion. And this is what I found so incredibly inspiring. Because in this community, each person was actually being his or her or their largest self. So let's talk for a minute about what it means to be your full self. So Carl Rogers was a humanistic psychologist who had recognized people's need to grow. And in order to grow, we need an environment, he said, that provides genuineness, provides the opportunity for being open, opportunity for self-disclosure. That in order for people to grow, we need an environment of acceptance, of being seen with unconditional positive regard, an environment of empathy, of being listened to and understood. And that without these relationships, we can't develop in as healthy of a manner as we should. It would be the same. An article I read about this said it would be the same as if there was a tree that can't grow because it doesn't have sunlight and water. So radical inclusion. That's what this environment is. And this environment is a place for your ideal self. So let's talk about what ideal self is and actual self. In psychology, actual self is how you show up in the world, right? It's who you're presenting. And if you are like my client who was told not to do art anymore, she's presenting her actual quote unquote self in the world. We're showing up smaller showing up with her creativity hidden, showing up trying to be somebody that she's supposed to be. When her ideal self, her ideal self is fulfilling her uniqueness, the potential of her uniqueness. Her ideal self is like growing and blossoming as a flower. Her ideal self is who inside she desires to be. This is who we actually want to be. And this is what we know about when we are happiest, when we are most alive, when we feel best. We feel best when there is congruence between your actual self and your ideal self. When you are living in accordance with your ideal self. Of course, because if you're somebody who is wildly creative, 
but that was never honored. And you are cutting that part of yourself off. You're not going to be fully happy until you allow yourself that creative expression. Or you could be like my client who she always loved to read and be kind of in a corner on her own when she was a child. She just loved, loved, loved to be introspective and write stories. But her family told her she had to be more outgoing. They told her she had to get out. She couldn't be an introvert. There was something wrong with her. And so she was out of congruence. It's not always about being the extrovert and being kind of wild out there. For her, congruence would be spending more time in introspection. Her true purpose of taking in information and then like creating, she wanted to create stories, create art. That's who she really was. And so ideal self, this is who we all strive to be. And I know that there are not a lot of places in the world that honor your ideal self, that not only tolerate, right? How many places in the world don't accept your ideal self? You have to cover it up to go to your job or to be in your family or whatever it might be. So we all need places where we can not only be tolerated or accepted in our ideal self, but be celebrated, which is why I do the retreats, the goddess retreats that I do. It's so that you can show up and be fully celebrated as yourself. It's why I do the group programs. I want to first pull out who is your ideal self. Why are you here? What is your juiciest state, your most elevated goddess woman state? However that looks on you and then give you a community of sisters to celebrate you. That's how we thrive and become a fully functioning, fully happy, fully alive person. So I will tell you that inside of me is a sensual, sexual, creative, elevated, deep, passionate, raw, primal goddess. And as much as you think you've seen her or heard her on the Purpose Girl podcast or in my retreats, I too hold back a little bit. Sometimes I present my work even with a little more vanilla than I would like because I'm afraid. I'm afraid if you knew the depths of my soul, I would be too much for you. I become afraid that if you knew my sensual and sexual raw, primal self, you would find it weird and you would run. What happened this week is Josh and I got on the plane and I said, let's each write out our intentions. So I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. My first intention was to be completely open, non-judgmental. Truth be told, I have judged people who have done drugs as an example. And it's not that it has to be for me but I will no longer allow myself to be judgmental. Yeah, I want to be with you. I'm going to support you if you are using too much and this is an issue for you and keeping you from living your best life. But I no longer want to judge you because you smoke marijuana. That is a 10-year-old in me who had the fear of drugs and had been holding on to that instead of loving someone completely as they are. So my number one intention was to be completely open and non-judgmental. I continued to write that I wanted to grow. Whatever that was going to mean for me, I wanted to grow. I have this image of a flower, and as much as my flower has opened and opened, I wanted to continue to open up and thrive and flourish and blossom and grow. I had the intention of expressing full-on creativity, 
bring it on. And one of the things I realized is I didn't have other friends of mine were creating all these like enormous costumes and blinging it out and these hats and things that I'm telling you about and these full on like gold outfits and sequin outfits. And a friend of mine who's been a couple of times to Burning Man, she gave me her costumes so that I could wear them, which is great. But I didn't even have a sense of what would my full on creative expression be. But I went with the intention of discovering that, experimenting with my creative expression and living that. Yeah, scary. Yeah, at the edge. And yeah, that's why I'm going. Because I want to be that role model for you and for my future children. I want to step into something fully. I can't ask you to do it if I haven't done it myself. Now, before going to Burning Man, we had had a lot happen. Fertility-wise was one thing I mentioned to you. I have a condominium in Cleveland that is worth way less than what I bought it for. We owe a ton of money on the mortgage. And I thought I had a buyer and then they fell through the day before we went to Burning Man. So there is a huge amount of money every month that I'm spending. We got a bill that we weren't expecting. And it felt like right before we went to Burning Man, it felt like everything was imploding, completely imploding. And so the very last intention that I wrote is that I desire to walk through the fire. Because before I left, friends, it was burning me up. And I wrote my last intention, six pages of intentions, I wrote my last intention is to walk through the fire, to rise from the ashes, and to be the white butterfly that stands as the raw, primal, juicy, delicious, elevated, ideal self butterfly that I am. Now, the white butterfly is my spirit animal. She follows me everywhere. No matter where I am, there is a white butterfly. And so I have this image of me rising from the ashes. And something to know about Burning Man is literally these beautiful art sculptures. So artists work all year or for several years on an art sculpture for Burning Man. And you could spend seven whole days and not see all of the art. It's that incredible. Any of you who want to see this art, you want to see more of it, find me on Instagram, Karen Rockine. Find me on Instagram and you will see so many pictures of art there. And these art sculptures are incredible and so inspiring, right? It's like we actually can't be our full-on ideal creative self if we're just sitting in our houses somewhere and not engaging in art, not engaging in creativity, But what Burning Man does is it's this place for all art. So, so many art sculptures. There is a cafe in the middle of this city that we create where 24 hours a day, people are reading poetry. They're singing their original songs. I saw one woman who is a PhD researcher in Florida giving a PowerPoint presentation on the mating rituals of insects. I actually want to get her on the Purpose Girl podcast because there was so much said there about gender and women's power. So people are sharing their full-on creativity. There were actually two philharmonics, right? So groups that come together and bring all their instruments. I saw the choir. There was a choir of about 80 people who sang one morning at sunrise. Now, you ha- it's a huge area. You have to bike out to go see these things, but you can engage in so much. And because there was so much creative expression... I am so full of what I want to give to you. I have filled up, right? When I'm just sitting in my house in the suburbs, I can feel dry. I can feel empty. Like I've got nothing creatively to share with you. But I'm so full now, it helps me be my ideal self. And 
the creativity is pouring through me to give to you. So because of the principle of leave no trace, many of the sculptures get burned. And that's part of it. Because part of the idea of Burning Man is that nothing is permanent. Anything in our lives, the beauty we need to enjoy now while it's here, because you do not know when it will be, when a hurricane will come or when it's time just to move on. A relationship that is beautiful in the moment may have lived its life. And then that friendship is no longer serving you and it's time for another friendship. So the impermanence is okay. The letting go, right? The feminine cycle of life is birth, life, death, rebirth. And we cannot have rebirth. We cannot have new, right? The waves go in and they go out. The sun rises and the sun sets and the moon comes up. We cannot have the next phase without the releasing and the letting go, without the waves going back into the ocean, without the sun coming down. That death, that letting go is part of life. And I have a hard time with it. So this was huge for me. And so what happens is there is a huge burning, a huge man structure in the middle of the city. And that gets burned on the second to last night. It gets burned. And everyone watches it burn and actually cheers because you're releasing, you're letting go. You're saying, I am someone who can let things go in order to step more fully into myself, in order to live my purpose, in order to take the next step, in order to create the next beautiful relationship. And so the last morning at sunrise, one of my RV mates told me that the choir was singing at the temple. There's a temple that's built. It's incredibly beautiful. She told me that the choir was singing at sunrise at the temple and we biked out to watch them sing with the sun rising above behind them. And after they sang, she looked so incredibly beautiful, my friend did. And she was standing in front of the temple and I started snapping pictures of her and telling her what a sexy, gorgeous goddess she is. She's in her 50s. She has three kids and she has just reclaimed her life. And I was like doing a little photo shoot with her. I was just celebrating her goddessness, just celebrating her, which hopefully, you know, is like my favorite thing to do is to celebrate your goddessness. So I was celebrating her. And all of a sudden I started crying. And I said to her that she shows me that you really can be a sexy, juicy, turned on, lit up, purposeful goddess, fully alive in the world and be a mom which was so the reason that I went in the first place. And I shared with her how some of the th- aspects of my life do not work for me. I don't share this on the Purpose Girl podcast, but I made an agreement with Josh to live in the suburbs of Philadelphia where I live because we needed to for his son. And it has not felt in alignment with my goddess creative spirit. And sometimes it feels like it's killing this part of me inside And I shared with her how different aspects of my life, the not being large, not showing you this sexual goddess self. Like I want all of you, I used to have a program called This Is 40 and I am thinking about resurrecting it. So any of you who want to know how to be a sensual, sexual, turned on goddess in your 40s where you are rising above and you are so turned on and you are so womanifesting what you want in your life and desiring and living full on in your purpose and feeling sexy and beautiful, if you would be interested in doing that with me, it's a different version. My old program, This Is 40, was different. This is like 
as I elevate and I expand, I want to bring these new tools to you. And so if that's of interest to you, please shoot me an email, right? Um, just call your email, this is 40, and just say, hey, I'm interested in learning more. So anyway, I shared with her how different aspects were not working for me. And I said, you know what I need to put in the temple? The word Pleasantville, because that's where I feel like. I feel like I've been in some aspects still living this quote unquote Pleasantville way of life that, you know, I was always told when I was a little girl that I was the perfect child and I was the good one. And so no drugs, no alcohol, no doing anything bad, no sex, right? Like nothing that was bad. Only be the good girl. Get all A's. And how that has served me so much in my life. And how it's not serving me anymore. It's not allowing me to be my full creative expression and my full on goddess self with all of you and allowing each of you to rise as the goddess. And in this temple structure that is built, people leave pictures of their family members who have passed away or they leave behind their old fears and shame and doubts or they leave behind cancer that they are recovering from cancer. And it, it I spent hours and hours in the temple just crying over other stories, leaving my own story of saying goodbye to the two babies that I lost through miscarriage, leaving a message for other women who have been through the same. I spent an hour or two there one day just holding space for others who were crying and were alone. So such a beautiful space. And they were going to burn it that night, the final night of Burning Man. And I said, I need to go write Pleasantville <laughs> inside of the temple. And then just at that moment, they roped off the temple because they were burning it that night and no one was allowed in. They had to prepare it. And without skipping a beat, I said, it's okay, because I knew I'd already released it. And I wrote, took my finger into the desert sand and I wrote Pleasantville. And then I said a prayer of gratitude for Pleasantville. And then I took my finger and I crossed it out. And just at that moment, a man in dreadlocks, no shirt on his bike, rolled his bike right over the word Pleasantville. It was like perfect. And then I looked up at the goddess and I made a hand motion that signifies I am here. And I told the goddess, I am here now. I am here in my full self now. And I felt so alive. Again, you want pictures of this, please go on over to Instagram. I felt so alive, so gorgeous, so free. And then we had heard that in the embers of the man that had burned, they were, people were cooking food. It was free, of course, right? It's a gifting economy. So we biked over to what were now the ashes and the still smoking embers from the night before. And indeed, people were roasting a pig and a goat and making grilled cheese. I got in the grilled cheese line. It was so great. And while I was waiting in line for food, I just started dancing. I felt so free, so alive. And my friend took pictures of me. Pictures of me dancing. I didn't even know she was taking pictures. And when you look at the pictures, my friends... You'll see the sun is rising right behind me. And I was wearing this like faux fur coat. And my hands are up and it looks like the sun is shining through. And it looks like feathers. And she said to me, you are like the phoenix rising from those ashes. And I started crying and I told her how my last intention was to walk through the fire. And to rise from the ashes and be the white butterfly that I was born to be, the goddess that I was born to be for all of you. And she captured it. And that's the picture that goes with this podcast. And then that day, I felt so free and alive to ask my friends in my RV to borrow their clothing, their gold clothing that is so full on 
hot goddess that I never before would have shown you pictures of. And you can see those pictures. I felt so free and so alive. And this is what I want for you. I want you to step into your ideal self. And my new commitment to you is to teach you how to do that. To teach you how to rise from your ashes. And to rise from the quote-unquote actual self that you've been putting out into the world. And step into your ideal self, whatever that looks like for you. And my vow to you is to give you the tools, to give you the confidence, to show you how to be that in your 40s and beyond, or your 30s, your 20s, or whatever you might be. Because the world needs you. We don't need a watered-down version of you. We don't need a fit-in version of you. Rather, we need your full goddess rising, true ideal self. And then you just need to be in a community that celebrates you. And that's why if you have not yet joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group, head on over. We are 100% loving, unconditional, want you as you are in your fullness, your whole expression. If you have not yet looked at my retreats and my coaching programs, do it now. Do it now. We always have the money for it. We always have the ability for it, even if you think you don't. I would have said because of all the financial issues that were coming up to us, fertility and the housing, the house in Cleveland that we couldn't have afforded Burning Man. And would you believe that two weeks beforehand, I got a last minute speaking gig that paid $5,000, which was the exact amount that Josh and I spent on Burning Man. So magic and miracles can happen and we make them happen. And that's what I love teaching people how to do. That you can go make the money to do any retreat you want. You can make the money to do any coaching program you want. The key is you're only going to be able to do that when you step out of fear and out of smallness and into your biggest, boldest self. When you say, I'm going to walk through the ashes, I'm going to rise as the white butterfly, as the phoenix. And I'm going to live so fully that I'm going to inspire everyone around me to do the same. And so I want to share these gifts with you. So please email me. I'm still doing free 30-minute sessions for you to see what coaching with me is like. And I am taking on a handful of coaching clients right now, one-on-one coaching clients. I'm also going to be launching the This Is 40 Hot program. So it's not on my website yet, but you want to make sure that you email me so I can start gathering who's interested. And we're going to rock out our 40s together. And I have a vision of an extraordinary photo shoot that we're going to do together. And you want to really get clear on what your ideal self is. So whether you work with me as a coach or somebody else, do the work to know your ideal self and step into her. And that's my commitment to you. And we're going to do it together. Because as I said, we know from the psychologists and the research, we need that environment to be able to do it. That's what the Purpose Girl podcast is all about. That's what the Purpose Girls Facebook group is all about. That's what my retreats, my goddess retreats and coaching programs are all about. And that's what we're all about as a sisterhood. And so as always, I thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. I hope that my experience inspires you in some small or big way to step into your ideal self. I hope you share this with every woman that you know, because every woman needs this. And many women are suffering in silence and playing small. And I say no more. And I want you to say no more. So please share this broadly. That's how we change the world one woman at a time. If you're not yet following me on Facebook, then find me there, friend me, or follow my business page at Coach Karen Rockhind. And of course, on Instagram at Karen Rockhind. And if you are not yet getting my newsletters every week, I'm sending out a blog and a newsletter with 
inspiration, with motivation. And you'll be the first one to know about events that I do and workshops and programs that are coming to you and how you can step into your full self. So join me on this full-on goddess journey. Whew. I can't, I hope you can feel my elevation because I cannot wait for all of us to step into our true selves. If you think about your youngest self when you were a little girl, she knew to be big. She sang when she wanted to sing. She dressed up when she wanted to dress up. She stood in front of the mirror and thought how beautiful she is. Belly, thighs, and all. She didn't even think about it. Your youngest self is your ideal self. And she knew how to be big and be bold, how to be true. And that's what I can't wait to show you how to do now, to shed those layers, burn off what no longer fits, and stand in your goddess glory. And with that, my loves, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. May you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.